I'm Stina. I'm Danielle. We want to focus on uh, television and movies in particular. Yes. Disclaimer that we are in no way film experts. A deep, like, dive. Be quiet. Whoa. I'm yelling. Back me up on this one. (laughs) Hey, you're listening to Two Girls Watch TV. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Two Girls Watch TV. I'm Danielle. And I'm Sheena. And we're here on a Friday night. Yeah, I uh, didn't have it in me to wake up early this morning. Actually, I did wake up early and finish the show. (laughs) But uh, I just didn't have it in me to do it that early in the morning. So we're we're very alive, awake, alert, enthusiastic by the end of a Friday night. Oh, yeah. We're ready to rumble. (laughs) Let's fucking go. Exactly. Uh, You're chugging coffee. I can't drink coffee. Very much a fan of coffee at this hour. No, I cannot drink coffee. I will, will be up all night. Ah, uh, um, yeah. I had an excursion to get this cup of coffee because I went to ju- I went back to jujitsu today for the first time in forever because I was like, "Hip, let's see if we can still do this, right?" Because we can run now. Yeah. We've gotten to the running part, so now we're trying to like see if we can still do the, this part. And so I went and it was great. And I said, Dave, what do you want? I will pick up lunch. Chipotle. Great. Go and get it. I'm early. I'm like, I'm going to get a cup of coffee at Starbucks. Mm -hmm. Biggest mistake. Because there's no line. And I go and I'm like, I have points. I want to get cards. Cards? No. I want to get beans. I don't know why I said cards. I want to get beans. Can I use my stars? Sure. Great. I'm going to grab a cup of coffee. There's nobody nobody in line yeah one person walks in and i'm like oh you can go like i i'm just trying to figure this out 15 seconds it takes me to grab my coffee beans turn around to a full line oh no right and so i get in line and i'm like all right well now i just have to eat it i guess i have to eat my mistake um and then they go to ring me up and the person was like, the first of all, the people before me, I'm like, Dave, I'm sorry. I'm in line at Starbucks. And like, there's no backing out of this because I need a cup of coffee. Yeah. And um, the the people like that were in front of me were people who make decisions at the register. Oh, the worst kind of. Uh, 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 whenever like, someone like, stands like, at the register and is like, uh, no. Yes. Doing the lean around, like uh, looking over at the glass case. Uh, Figure it out before you get in line. Or step aside. Or say, yes. I'm sorry, here you go. Let me give let me take a few moments to to figure out what I want and here you go. This woman was a lunatic. She could not figure out what she wanted. She, then she asked for a pour over. I was like, I'm gonna be here all night. I might as well just ask him what he wants for dinner. <laughs> so then I finally go up. And then they don't ring up. They ring up. They charge me for my beans. And they don't use my stars. Ugh. That's annoying. And so they're, like, trying to re-counteract it. And I'm like, it's good. It's all good. Don't worry about it. You get to a point where, like, it's too much effort for what it's worth. And you're just like, fine. Just charge it. Like, I'm – I've already been here for too long. Like, it doesn't matter. Just, like, just charge me and I want to leave. Well, they couldn't give me a refund, Ugh. so they had to put the they had to put the money on a Starbucks gift card. And now I have the gift card. 
And I was like, can I just have a short black coffee? And then they're like, um, I don't know if we have the cup. I'm like, tall is fine. Just the smallest size you have. Just put it in a cup, throw a lid on it. That's all I want. I'm out. That's it. Just a black cup of coffee. I will 1000% if I'm standing in line and I see that the capabilities of the baristas behind the counter are not that great. I will immediately alter my order. Like, also, like, depending on, like, how quickly I want to get out of there. Like, my go-to order at Starbucks is a venti iced Americano with almond milk. But if I see that the baristas are, like, backed up or, like, Mm -hmm. they're not moving as quickly as they should, I'll just be like, just pour me a cup of coffee. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) It's true. There's a pro tip. There's a pro tip for anybody who goes to Starbucks and wants to get in and out. You can't ask for a lot. No. <laughs> just ask for a cup of coffee and maybe some milk, and they don't give it to you at the pickup. They give it to you right at the register. They so will. You just, the, you the, don't even the cashier will turn around and pour it for it's you. Because it's an easy thing. And mm-hmm. then so because your thing is so easy, it moves right to the top of the list. Yep. It's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. It's uh, a pro tip. So uh, now that we've told our listeners, who will probably tell other people, now we'll probably have to wait, but... I, I feel like it's a thing on the internet that, like, they wish that Starbucks had two lines. One for just, like, regular, just, like, poor coffee. And another line for, like, the espressos and everything that takes time. Because yeah. there is a very different wait time between both of those things. Yeah, I agree. Regular coffee or iced coffee. Like, nothing that, like, nothing like cold brew, cold foam. It would have to be, like, a plain coffee order on one side. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, and like, I I don't know, people look down on just the big containers of just hot coffee. I love that. Nothing gets me more excited than walking into a Wawa and seeing all the different coffees lined up. I was down in L. Coffee is very good. That's the thing. I was down in LBI a couple weekends ago. And we went to this one restaurant called Jersey Girl Grill. And you it was like a bagel spot, you know, fast casual, just like order in and they bring you your stuff and everything. It was really, really good. But I like walked into the restaurant and I looked and they just had all those containers of coffee lined up in various flavors. And I'm like, Ooh. oh, we're going to have a good time. Oh, this looks good. Like, I just love seeing them all lined up. I don't I don't know why. And espresso is nice and I like it, but like, give me just like a vat of coffee in a different flavor. The hazelnut coffee at Wawa Mm. is amazing. It's amazing. With a little bit of almond milk, it's amazing. My whole car, I can't figure it out. Smells like a toasted peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I have no fucking problem with that. None whatsoever. And you know what? This whole month, it's been free for teachers. So you bet your bottom dollar I've been stopping at the Wawa as many times as I can when I'm not running late to grab a cup of coffee any size before I go to campus. Oh, that sounds lovely. Actually, when we were leaving LBI that weekend, it's Nick and I have a tradition that we always stop at a Wawa when we're leaving the shore. Like, it's mandatory. And it was mid-September, and you better believe it's the best time to, A, go to the shore if 
pro tip for any New Jersey people who want to go to the Jersey Shore, go in September because all the tourists aren't there, locals only, and it's like nice and not crowded. That's number one. That's great. Number two is when you're going to the on that Wawa trip out back home about before you get on the parkway, they have the pumpkin spice coffee. And you better believe I got a lovely cup of pumpkin spice coffee for the ride back and a breakfast sandwich and a water. And we never we never made our trip to the beach. I know. We, we never got we're to go. go. I don't know. We never got to go. It's been busy. Next next summer. Next September. Put, put me in your calendar. A whole year. <laughs> wait a whole year. Every time I go to the beach it rains, so maybe 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 it's for the best. <laughs> Lisa and I went to the beach this summer. This Full after the semester started, we we went. I was on the beach for maybe forty five minutes. Ugh, I was pissed. I honestly, I did not get to do a day beach trip this year. I got to go to the beach. Mm-hmm. I was there for the weekend, but I didn't do like a a day trip. Yeah, maybe next summer maybe after next summer. your wedding is over. I know it's been too busy. One less thing to worry about, right? Exactly. Exactly. All right. Anyway, speaking of one less thing to worry about, let's bang this episode out. Yeah, let's let's talk about the show. What are we talking about today, Christina? After this, (laughs) so we're going to talk about shrinking, and it's an Apple TV exclusive. So nominations, Emmy awards. Jason Segel is nominated for outstanding lead actor in a comedy series. And Jessica Williams is nominated for Outstanding Supportress Actress, Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series. Um, do we know? Okay, so the Emmys are January 15th. Yeah, they pushed them out to next year. Jeez Louise. Okay. We got time. We got time. All right. You ready? Yes. Jimmy is a therapist at Paul's practice and he works with Gabby. Jimmy fills the void in his life with materialistic things as he mourns the loss of his wife who died in a car accident. He now must learn how to gain control of his life, become a dad again, and help himself through genuinely helping his patients. But maybe he's too genuine. So our main character is Jimmy, played by Jason Siegel. I want to say, great to see Jason Siegel in something again. Um, he, Jimmy is a recent widow and therapist who's not doing too good. His daughter is Alice, Alice, played by Lakita Maxwell. Uh, she's not tackling grief too well either and has distanced herself from her dad. She seeks help from Jimmy's boss, Paul, played by Harrison Ford. He's gruff and grouchy and battling Parkinson's. His other employee is Gabby, played by Jessica Williams, who is a vet on this podcast because she was in Booksmart. Yes, the teacher. Yes, she was. She was Jimmy's wife. Gabby was Jimmy's wife, Tia's former best friend, and is going through a divorce herself. Jimmy's nosy but very helpful neighbor neighbor is Liz, played by Krista Miller, which if you're wondering where you know her from, she was in Scrubs. Mm-hmm. Yep. She's not a warm person, Liz, but is there for Alice and forms a friendship with Gabby. Um, her Liz's husband is Derek, played by Ted McGinley. Jimmy's best friend is Ryan, played by Michael Yuri, Is he a vet on this podcast? Michael Yuri? Yeah. 
I don't know. I forgot to look I... it up, but I don't think he is. I know him from pretty sure he was in Ugly Betty. And I used to love that we, show. Wait, wait, wait. Yes, we did single all the way. Yes, we did. Yes, that is yes. what we know. Yes, I knew he was a vet. I knew I... I'm pretty as sure as... he plays the exact same character. Yep, he does. He does indeed. Oh my God, I forgot about single all the way. Anyway, uh, Michael Yuri. Uh Jimmy's patient who winds up living in their pool house is Sean, played by Luke Tenney. So, let's get into our climax. Jimmy... Oh my God, before you do... Um, Michael Yuri was born in 1980 and he looks fantastic. <laughs> Sorry. I was not expecting him to be that age. You know what? What you and Dave, I don't know if you guys are going to like it, but you guys should watch The Golden Bachelor because Nick and I were watching it last night and we're like, "Oh my god, this person's 72 years old. They look incredible." <laughs> This woman's 65 years old and she's got a six pack and she's out there paddleboarding. It's watch Golden Bachelor. Highly he recommend, said, highly recommend Golden Bachelor. He actually, he sent me a reel of the Golden Bachelor and he was like, this is like the cringiest thing I've ever seen. Oh, oh, it is. Oh, it is. And they are wild. Like these people, their libidos have not slowed down at the age of 65. They are they are out there. And it is an incredible television program. A plus TV. A plus. Yeah. Got it. Sorry. Climax. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, in, if we're talking about The Golden Bachelor, I'm sure they're doing that on the show. <laughs> oh, what a transition. I, they, they're still doing fantasy suites for The Golden Bachelor. All right. And on that, Ooh. that's the last I'll talk about The Bachelor. All right. So, uh, Jimmy and Alice go through various stages of grief, grief throughout the show. In the beginning, Alice has completely shut her dad out of her life, but by the end, they have worked their way closer together. In the finale, Jimmy gives Alice her mom's old things, and they're able to work through fond memories that they have of her. Uh, Jimmy, uh, finds a place of letting go of Tia, finally taking off his wedding band, and says his final goodbyes to her. He also officiates Brian's wedding and gives a heartfelt speech about love and in turn finds clarity on the past. Uh, Paul shows up at his grandson's play. Instead of accepting an award at work, he chooses family over his career. And Liz has the confidence to ask Sean to be an active part of his business. One of the last scenes is everyone dancing at the wedding. We see so shots of Jimmy's patients doing very well in between everybody on the dance floor. The last scene, we have Grace and her husband hiking on the mountain. When when everybody, when the scenes were flashing, when they were dancing, it was like a nice moment of them on the mountain. But then it circles back to them and she's tired. She's done climbing and he tells her to suck it up. He's tired of Grace acting as though she's better than him. And he climbs a bit higher tells her that she's an idiot, won't amount to nothing, and then compliments the view. As an audience, we are remembered that Grace wanted to push her husband off a cliff a while ago, and she finally does it. His state is completely unknown, as this is how season one ends. Him falling off a cliff. And Grace looking out. So what did IMDb rate this? An 8 out of 10. The finale was the highest rated episode. It was an 8.3. It's titled Closure. 
on Metacritic, the Metascore was a 68 and the user score was a 6.2. Okay. On Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave this a 91%. The audience gave it an 87%. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes, definitely, they were they were big fans. I found, I actually went on Metacritic this time for a review. Okay. Let's see and what it's they a, have it's to a say. User, it's a user review. Okay. It's a five. You're not going to like it. Okay. Okay. Just letting you know. Um, did the writers of Velma write that? So did you hear about the shit show that Velma was? We haven't done it on the podcast. No. Uh, yes, I did we hear that. Do it, was, it. I heard that it was a shit show. We could do it because they're going to do another season of it, I think. Are they? Apparently. That's what I heard. Anyway, did the writers of Velma write this? Quote, you forced a young black man to fight a bunch of people in this cultural atmosphere, unquote. Laughing my ass off. Quote, I'm a white guy in Pasadena. The cops will probably just take my car back to my house for me, unquote. That's it. That's that, the review. That's the whole review? That's the whole review. I was not sure what to do with this, so I put it here. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for your points. I don't know. Uh, okay, I've never seen Velma, so I can't you know, make any comments on that. I watched a video of somebody breaking it down with like the jokes being similar to what did we watch? Happiness for beginners, like two on the nose, mm. cringy, overdone. That's what a lot of Velma was like. I don't think that this was at that level. No, we definitely got close to that line though. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'll, 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 before you, we get into highs and lows and I read my review, I will say that I have, there are lows. This is not a no low show. There are lows with this, this show. Yeah. So. That's one of them for me. Yeah. All right. So I also picked a review that was going to upset you because, you know, that's the, that's the whole point of the segment. It's let's see who can piss each other off the most with the review that we find on the internet. Let's get annoyed at the internet. That should be our jingle for this segment. What? Let's get annoyed at the internet. (laughs) I want jiggles. Jiggles. I want jingles for all of our segments. You're asking a lot. All right. I know. That's a lot. I know. All right. So this is a two out of five star review. I watched the first two episodes but see no reason to continue watching. (laughs) And at that moment, I said, copy, paste for Christina. Where do these people get off? (laughs) How dare they? I don't understand. I don't understand how they get off. Who do they think they are? Just don't stop watching it. Don't leave a review. Yeah. How you haven't reviewed enough to leave a review? Yeah, is that the whole review? No, no, no. I have more. Oh, but okay. I, I knew that the first sentence would get such a rise out of you that I had to pause for dramatic effect. I needed your reaction. Danielle, I haven't had dinner yet. You're gonna make my blood sugar plummet. I'm gonna get real cranky. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I watched the first two episodes, but see no reason to continue watching. Nothing is really working for me. The comedy is incredibly flat. The dialogue the same. I suppose it's supposed to be quirky question mark. It's just one note with a lot of swearing to make up for not having anything interesting to say. The premise for the drama aspect is good, but handled so flippantly and with so little gravitas that you know it is going to be a waste. 
There are worse shows out there, and the actors have charisma at least, but I just fail to see what people are enjoying so much about this. It's about as mediocre production as you can possibly get. Okay. All right. So, do we want to talk about the good things first? Um, I thought it was very funny. I did, too. I did, too. Um, Harrison Ford stole the show for me. Oh, yeah. He was fantastic. Yeah. Um, the Also, the, like, hysterical moments were very funny. Uh, Jimmy's um, freak out at Liz in episode four killed me. I was dying laughing at that. Well, what about when he went to his client's house? What the hell's her name? Wally. Yeah. He sits on the couch and he goes, you are incredible. And then she tries to kiss him. Yeah. That whole freak out. And then he says it again and she tries to kiss him again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That got me. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I agree. Also, the laugh cry ratio was very good. What do you mean, laugh cry? Well, because like this is one of those shows like The Office, like Ted Lasso, where it makes you feel a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. So there's like how many laughs to a cry or how many cries to a laugh. And if it's how many cries to a laugh, then it's more of a drama with comedic elements and undertones. Yeah. But this is a comedy. But I would say that it's like the laugh cry ratio was probably like a two to one. At times it was like a one to one. Like I was hysterically laughing. And then all of a sudden I was like almost crying. Yeah. Like next scene. Yeah. No, I would, I would call this a dark comedy. I've seen it called a dark comedy on the internet because Mm -hmm. I do think that the, you can't deny this is a comedy. This isn't us, you know, debating whether the bear is a comedy or not. This is a true, true comedy, but it does just have a darker undertone to it because of the, uh information provided mm-hmm. yeah yeah i thought the acting was good i mean even the supporting actors like derek was hilarious oh yeah derek, every line that he had had me on had me laughing really yeah i also really appreciated by the end of the show how they showed so many different types of marriages and relationships. It shows yeah. so many dimensions to a relationship. It doesn't have to be one idea of something, one thing. Like, marriage doesn't have to be this, like, prepackaged, boring thing. Like, there, it seemed, like, I loved Liz's and Derek's marriage because, like, in the beginning you think of it as one thing and then as you see them more throughout the show and you see them like getting close like you know in their own solo scenes you like learn more about them and you grow to love them more and more as a couple because they just work in their own unique way and it's something that you don't necessarily see on television and I really appreciated that um it shows like all the individuality that goes into relationships that oftentimes gets overlooked in the just like same old thing over and over and over again so Mm -hmm. I really appreciated that about the show no I get that definitely did you have any other highs um big props to the music producer because this was an excellent soundtrack Mm -hmm. Uh, vampire weekend any show that has vampire weekend fuck that's what I forgot to write down. The amount of Vampire Weekend that was used in this show was awesome. Yep. And my favorite, one of their songs was like the first one right off rip. I think it was the first episode they played like yep. um, 
They didn't use the lyrics, but they played Oxford, comma. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vampire Weekend. The uh, main theme was Ben Gibbard of Death Cab for Cutie sang the main theme song. Um, They referenced Phoebe Bridgers. They had that whole scene of uh, Jason Segel. Sorry, a fire truck is driving by my apartment and the window's open. Um, I have Jason Segel crying at Phoebe Bridgers. We've all been there. (laughs) If you've ever listened to Phoebe Bridgers, you've probably cried listening to Phoebe Bridgers. Um, No, I thought that the soundtrack was incredible. I agree. All right. So I already said one of, one of my main lows. My other main low was the scene where Paul goes to the school where Gabby's doing an interview. Oh, yeah. This scene was very clunky because the, he right before he walks in, Gabby's basically getting grilled. Like, yeah. um, how do you know you'll even be able to handle taking you know more than one class? Like, will you even be able to handle it with your schedule? And she's like, well... Um, you know, I definitely have the space. I have the bandwidth to do it. And if I can, I'll just have like one of my colleagues put on an episode of Frasier and she starts laughing and he's not amused by it. It sounds like she's knee deep in the interview. Yeah. Then Paul walks in and he's like, you should hire her. And he's like, she, I just told her she already got the job. No, he didn't. And you're mid grill. Yeah. So that seemed to me really clunky not a good smooth transition there were a few lines that were missing there Mm -hmm. and they needed to be added in so that it could be streamlined a little bit better yeah i i will definitely agree with that um do you want to know what my biggest low is that i literally groaned at the tv when it happened Uh uh-oh what jimmy and gabby getting together just no yeah no that was a little strange no why did they did not need to do that but he's a so he's a mess right he's just an out straight up mess but they didn't have to have gabby go along with it yeah like he could have tried to hook up with her and and she would have been been like like, no 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 and then it would have been awkward i would have preferred that honestly sorry i'm closing this so you're good you guys don't have to hear these sirens that are happening um i'd also like to say something that made me very uncomfortable was the kid the kid having an interest in sean and thank god gabby had a line where she like called out and she's like and also don't forget you're only 17 and i was like thank you thank god this line is here because i thought we were all gonna forget that she is a minor i'm talking about minors having sex and i don't like it yeah Sorry. Yeah, that was that I agree that whole story was weird and like they tried to play it that off like rough. he's just 22 he looks like he's 27 years old like he looks like he is like almost 30 years old it that whole thing was weird Jimmy and Gabby t- Gabby getting getting together was again just like a huge no for me and then continuously getting together I hated that and then I towards of, the end, like, making it seem like they're going to be love interests with each other in the next season, I'm annoyed. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where that's going to go. Yeah. Um, I'm, uh, I'm kind of hoping that it doesn't go that way. Yeah. I don't hope, I hope that doesn't happen either. They, um, they have some interesting things to figure out for season two. I think another problem with this show 
is I'm not really crazy about the pacing of the show because this is a very, very fast-paced show and, like, things happen really over the toply and very, very quickly. And I feel like with a show at that quick of a pace, you gotta cram too much stuff into 10 episodes and even into just one 30-minute episode. So that's why things progress and you, like, the writers kind of have to be like, okay, so what's the next crazy thing that we're gonna do? Uh, well, we're gonna have her push her off the cliff. Or like, uh, well, then we're gonna have them sleep together. Like, it's just, it it moves too quickly, so there's too much to fill in and there's too much stuff happening. I don't Mm. like it. No, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I also thought, like, this was definitely, like, in modern day. Would you agree with that? Yeah, it's, yeah. So then why were there no, like, virtual options? There was, like, one. There was one when she was away. The, um, what the hell is her name? What vir- What do you mean she, by virtual who, options? Like, for therapy. Oh, yeah. Like, post-COVID, a lot of things are online. There was only, like, one time when they showed something online, and it's because she was away in Canada. Great. Grace. Yeah. Yeah. But that could have been, like, an easy – because I one of the other reviews that I saw that rated it kind of low was that there wasn't enough, like, actual therapy happening. And I yeah. feel like quick conversations, like, via Zoom could be easy ways to add – more of a therapy session in, you know, your time is up and then move on to the next scene. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. Yeah. It didn't feel like there was enough about the actual patients as opposed to just the people in their life. I mean, by the end of the season, you really loved the group of people that they were like, you love the friendship between Jimmy, Gabby, Brian, we didn't even mention Brian. He's an incredible character. Love him. Um, Liz, love Liz as a character. And Derek. um, And then at the end, like, Sean and Alice, you can throw them in there as well. You really, like, appreciate that group and just an unlikely group of friends. But you are surprised that it's not more about the actual patients versus this weird group of friends in Pasadena, California. I agree. It's like a band of misfits. Yeah. Did you have any other highs or lows? I think that basically covered everything. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think those were most of mine. I just, honestly, like, I, with the whole, like, kid thing, I kind of just wish that they referred to it as, like, hooking up. What do you, what do you mean? Like... Oh, as well, opposed like, to, like, going into details with, like, her she, losing well, her virginity and, like, yeah. Yeah, with, like, Liz and stuff, and she's, like... Well, not with Liz, Liz but, like, with, with Liz's, Liz's son. Yeah. yeah, with Gabby. She's, like, I mean, I fucked him, so... And I'm, like, whoa. Like, yeah. I never, ever want to hear somebody under 18 telling me this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is it me? Tell me if it's... Am I sensitive? Am I too sensy here? No. No, I don't think so. I think that is kind of jarring. I saw... A lot of people comment about how ridiculous it was that they use the F-bomb so often. I don't care about that. I actually don't. My thing is, like, stop telling me things that a minor is doing in the bedroom. Stop. This is why we can never do euphoria on the show, because you would not like it. I mean, it's just like, 
I don't know, because maybe that show, like, they're all fucking up and they're all, like, doing that yeah. thing. But, like, this is one, per- like, you know, it's the only person mm-hmm. in the show. So it's, like, more jarring because it's, like, she's the only not- teen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's, like, we're having this conversation and I kind of just wish that it wasn't. And they, they made her out to be, like, this person who, like, knows what she wants in the bedroom and I'm like she's fucking 17 how do you all know what she wants in the bedroom and also stop fucking knowing what she wants in the bedroom oh my god but like she didn't really do anything that was super assertive up until that moment when they were like oh she knows what she wants she is gonna take charge and I was like I haven't seen her fucking she doesn't talk to her dad yeah if she would take charge I feel like she would have called out her dad constantly instead of ignoring him you yeah. know what i mean that storyline didn't add up for me yeah i can definitely agree with you on that i don't know it was weird just reflecting on it now and i'm starting to notice more things now that i now that i'm saying more things out loud and not just to myself sorry to drag you here with me no it's okay <laughs> what uh to move on what did uh you have for a yes. little sneaky while watching this I, um, I mean, like I watched it over a period of time. So, um, I tried this new kombucha and it is a ginger pineapple and it was really good. It was one of the health aid ones, like the big, like chunk bottles. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't had kombucha in a minute. I love kombucha. I try to have it once a week if I can. (laughs) My cousin was telling me about the alcoholic kombuchas. With like the higher alcohol I had content, one. how how do you I've like it? I've had a couple. How'd you like it? Oh, um, they're good. I don't remember what brand it was because I ordered it at a bar. Mm. It was like on tap. Which Ooh, was fun. Tap. Yeah. Um, I did not have a kombucha while watching this. I uh, may or may not have bought pumpkin ice cream from Trader Joe's and it put a little chocolate Ooh. chips on top of it, and uh oh, that's what I was having. Uh oh. <laughs> one promotes gut health one does quite the opposite <laughs> <laughs> it's all about balance exactly uh, um it's a reason to drink kombucha the, the pumpkin ice cream the ice cream yeah um so this is a silly expectation i really wasn't sure what to go into here but i will say i thought brett goldstein was going to make an appearance i was wrong because he was one of the writers on the show he was also one of the writers on ted lasso and then he auditioned for his character so i tried to keep an eye out but i didn't really see him anywhere i guess i was wrong yeah no i saw a lot of comparisons to ted lasso like with Ted Lasso to this, and I don't know. I feel like you can't compare the two. You can't. They're very different. Two very different shows. Um, I expected more of a storyline with his patients than just the group. I think we've already covered that. Uh, um, I also, I don't think I was expecting it to cover such a dark storyline. Like, I didn't think the storyline was going to be about Jason Siegel's wife dying and him dealing with it I thought that it was going to be more of just like a true comedy of like oh well this guy's a therapist and this happens I don't know I didn't think that that was going to be the storyline but I actually didn't think that Jason Siegel was going to be a therapist I thought that Harrison Ford was going to be his therapist ah you know what yeah yeah I could see that too and I didn't watch anything so I was just going off of the image on Apple TV yeah you know 
minimal research. Of course. <laughs> what is your, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Mine's very quick. I forget. So mine. I forget who said it, but someone said that I took French in high school like a ding dong and same. I think someone was speaking Liz Liz, Liz said, said that. that. Yes. Okay. When they were having tacos. Yep. Yes. Yep. That was it. Yep. That's um, me. Do you want to take a guess at what mine was? Uh the Billy Joel comment in the first episode. Oh no, but that's a good one. <laughs> um no, it was actually said by Harrison Ford. I think it was in episode 7 or 8. And he asks Gabby why she wants to be why why do you want to profess academia is the fifth circle of hell yeah you know that's what i my, thought, I thought I, i'm not gonna say anything else except that that's my irl moment that's it <laughs> nothing more shall be said so is that it that's all yeah, that, that's it that's, that's it. all i wrote down <laughs> there we go that's the end of our notes oh we did it we did it all all right so uh october is our spoopy month our scoopy we- uh, month Spoopy. Spoopy. You never heard about that? I've the... heard of Spoopy, Christina. How... I don't know. You were like, why don't you say? I heard Scoopy. I didn't hear Spoopy. Oh. Spoopy. Spoopy month. How dare you? You act so like in college say. we didn't we had to have a duct tape Spoopy on our wall for like three months. I'm going to make that in the, um. I'm going to call it Spoopy month. You were there. You saw our Spoopy sign. I know. Yeah. But I'm going to make one for our podcast with the watch list for October. But we can tell you right now that we definitely know we're covering what we do in the shadows and only murders in the building. Mm-hmm. And the rest will be a nice little surprise mm-hmm. as, we, as we figure it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. Enjoy your last weekend in September. And we'll see you in October. Ooh. 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 Podcast is Hey, It's Two Girls. I'm on socials at Classic Cena. Danielle is at Danielle Kobianki. The email is twogirlswatchtv at gmail.com. Two is spelled out T-W-O. The YouTube channel is Two Girls Drink Beer. All right. I should have said what I said before now, but I got That's too okay. excited and I said it then. All right, That's everyone. Okay. Enjoy, enjoy your weekends. We'll um, see you next week. Bye.